This inspiration, father to son, flows out in the context of a people's centuries-old, imposed, and learned self-rejection and an ancient, enduring determination to love ourselves, purposefully, no matter. It is a love letter for anyone who truly cares for the healing and wholeness of all. For man, who by an ill-born hand was ground to dust, shall rise as man again. Father to son, ode to black boys. The story begins like this. The father is dying. His seventeen-year-old son sits bedside, near to the fragile form at low tide. Son is reckoning with the greatest terror of his young life. They are not alone. The air is thick and crowded with the presence of spirits. Harriet is there, tending to the blisters on her feet from all those journeys on up the road. Sojourner is there, she carries blisters too. Hers decorate her skin and come from the sting of social censorship, as she spoke her truth. Medgar, Martin, Malcolm, all those who served. Farmer, Lewis, Parks, Abernathy, Nat Turner, Frederick, Booker T., George Washington, The Carver, Pico, Bantu Stephen Biko, Marcus, even Fanny Lou, Satchmo too, all of them are there split in time between private side conversations and attending to the matter at hand, the dying. Evening light sneaking through the window is tired but relentless, like it's ready for bed but still fixing to make a point. Dust dances in that light and moves its party on over to the two hands. The one on the bottom frail and covered with parchment-like brown skin, the other on top, surging and of skin supple with nervous sweat. Father and son, fleeting life and young life uncertain. Stillness, recognition, fear. And then the Father speaks. These are the words that will last for all of time. He says, Son, for seventeen years I've been trying to find the right words. The right words, too. What I'm trying to say is, God, give me strength. And in that moment, God did. And the words were, Son, I don't know if you can understand, at such a tender age, what it is that is truly killing me, but I have to believe that one day, light will come from yonder and grace you with vision. You have a sister and a mother, and they desperately need a brother and a son. And so you have to understand that there is a reason that you and I, black men, are the most feared human beings on this planet. The human race is in a long season of ignorance. The ancient lessons have become a dim vibration, unnoticed by a people tuned into the wrong frequency. Life has handed down a circumstance to you so that you may respond to it in a way that fulfills a divine plan. 
Never has so much pain been accumulated in the heart of a people. You are an African-American man, flake of stone hewn from the mountain of masterpiece. You have to follow me now, son. Follow me on this. All the times I told you you were lazy, I meant that I had never seen so much talent and it scared me at what might be lost. All the times I told you I loved you, what I meant was that I was in awe of how beautiful you were to me. All the times I told you to grow a thicker skin, what I meant was that my heart was breaking at how this world could treat something so magnificent as you like a bacteria that it simply tolerated but would be happy to be rid of. When I told you to treat your sister right, I meant that she needed your strength to lean upon. When I told you you don't know how much your mother needs you, I meant that life had given her a son so that she could look through you and see her own beauty as a woman in ways that other men could not offer her, not even myself. They don't fear you because you are black. They fear you because you represent men who have always managed to carry the whole universe on our backs and still stand up straight. They fear that kind of strength. They don't fear you because you're violent. They fear you because in the way you interact with other men, you exhibit a tender, loving way that makes their mouths grow dry and thirst for the same. You didn't survive the slave ship, auction block, plantation pain, family separation, name changes, lynchings, humiliation, whip, treatment as less than a mule. God, give me strength. You didn't survive the false accusations of rape when you were just trying to get home without having anybody enact their fantasies of destruction out on you. The burning glances, the invisibility, Ralph Ellison, the physical shackles, the psychological chains, Naeem Akbar. You didn't survive all of that to become a generation that fades away at 17 and becomes a conversation about what might have been. I didn't raise you like I needed to, but no matter how I raised you, you have the ability to raise yourself from whatever circumstance because the universe made you deep. The scent on your skin is a soulful scent, like burning sandalwood curling up to the sky that takes its breath full of you and then can't help but cry because your universe is so very deep. You can't help that. You were made to bring the rain. They fear the ripeness of you because you all are so close to being the role model for all men. If you can just cross over that Jordan, if you can just swim through the madness planted in your mind, peel back the blindfold of lies throughout time, if you can see the majesty within. Life handed you pain because the plan is for you to become something with that fertilizer. You are supposed to become what centuries from now will be looked back upon as the spiritual ascendance of humanity. 
the revolution will not be televised because they can't get no cameras up inside black boys far enough. No matter how many ways they violate them, no cameras that can capture the sweet soul of their splendid essence. This is where the drama will play itself out, in the unseen places, where people whose faith lies in the material tremble with trepidation and cannot follow because spirit loves the place where men are blind. Son, you aren't the trouble. You're the light that trouble chases. You aren't the inferiority. You are the superiority that inferior faces. You aren't the violence. You're the place violence trespasses. You aren't the unintelligent. They only try to miseducate, uneducate, re-educate you because they understand fully your capacity to educate the world as to how to truly be a man. True soldier, that's what you need to be, son. True soldier, defend your community, enlighten yourself as to your constructive and destructive potential. Acquire the skills that will allow you to be the glue in the community. True soldier. Resort to violence last. Hold yourself to high standard, discipline, common cause. Be a shelter for the young ones. Be for them what you wish you had for yourself. You have withstood the lash for 500 years. Still, they can't get surrender to flow out with your silent tears. You have passed tests enough in this way. You are qualified to be a true soldier. SAT and ACT can't ever qualify you like enduring a good old-fashioned R-A-C-I-S-T. You, through your people, have withstood the lash for 500 years. The time is now. Let the scar trees upon your back become maps to a land called Triumph. Lead us there. Father caught his breath, for he was weak. He continued, Son, you have to look around you and let down your walls so you can behold what life has created as harvest for this earth. African American men. Men constructed in such a way as to become the ones endowed with the responsibility of carrying the legacy and integrity of Africa over to a place called America and even through the acid rain remain the same, soulful, drum-beating, dancing, creating, celebrating, woman-honoring, mother-loving, sister-protecting, daughter-cradling, wisdom-drinking, peace-making, world-shaking, love-making, libation-pouring, self-educating, community-lubricating, herbally-medicating, physically-intimidating, spiritually-mediating, creator-loving, making the whole world aching to be like you, but they can't admit to wanting such a thing, so they have to go with fear and disdain and create reasons and programs and pens and policies to hold you down and hold you in and hold you up. But hold up, you ain't giving up, slowing up, throwing up the African wisdom in you, the stuff your mama's mama's mama broiled, baked, 
boiled, kneaded, basted, fried, ground down, snapped, skinned, cleaned, soaked, seasoned, marinated, created with recipes from memory and intuition that called for two teaspoons of tears and two cups of passion and pain and a handful of forgiveness and just a pinch of desire and seasoned to taste with boy I'm gonna beat your tail prepared for you to eat from so you could be full from a meal of our own doing our own values lessons preachings, proddings, and other manner of discipline. No, you were fed to be belly full, so you wouldn't have to go begging to another culture, another people's plate, for a meal composed of such ingredients that your own bowels would disagree violently and upheave that precious African self-love we concocted before there was an America. You were the ones, black boys, chosen to bring this particular brand of spirituality over here to the middle of this material madness and yet still emerge after hundreds of seasons of degradation to teach the world a lesson about how to be men. You, black boys, black men, life chose you to be teachers. You were given such gifts in that regard that all you have to do is reach into your bag of tricks, pull out the tools of your trade, and proper class will be in session. You will teach that violence is not the end point and not the whole point, that true men live in harmony with the world instead of trying to conquer it. You, black teachers, will teach that science is not to be the basis of our spirituality, but a thread in our web of knowing, that we choose to believe in things not proven experimentally, that we believe in the unseen things, soul, spirit, vibe, pulse, funk, rhythm, romance, ancestors, descendants, the future, the past, the dearly departed, the lives barely started, the spirits waiting at the door to be born into seed between man and woman, waiting for the flicker of flame to grow into loving commitment and dedication to building a family together so that the African lesson can go on being taught, so that we won't have to worry about ever again being bought, not with money, material, status, power, control, the sweet seductives of this candy store place. No, we'd rather believe in the spirit and love our lovers with a faith in the spirit and raise our children in the company of spirit and conduct our communities to the rhythm of spirit. Not this unnatural cadence, this out-of-balance drumbeat given birth by those who never understood the drum. Our way of talking not only with each other, but with our universe. 
Our whole being was packaged into each beat and sent out as ripples through the air, drifting into space, landing on planets, and bouncing back as sound waves to be picked up by the scientific creation of Western technology known as satellites, a hollering and a fussing about how they discovered evidence of alien intelligence, all the while denying our African intelligence, when we were the ones who sent the signals in the first place, and they race towards space, as though there is some distant and ancient civilization out there somewhere, but we were that civilization, not somewhere, but this where. Folks more willing to credit Martians than Africans with being intelligent. And why do you think so many authorities are so afraid of you young black men? I believe it is because they are representatives of institutions whose existence you threaten, for the equation reads like this. Give a black man a book and the reason to read it, and he turns one key, cause the reason is all he needed. Give a black man a healthy body, mind, and spirit, and he turns another key, sure enough, cause he can't can if he's depleted. Give a black man the opportunity to walk down his intended road in life without being hounded like a dog, and he turns another key. Give a black man the space in which to love his black woman, sister, daughter, family, and not be punished for it, embarrassed by it, made to feel ashamed for it, and he will have turned the next key. Give a black man a moment to breathe so that he may find the universe inside of him, and he will have turned the final key to unlock the jailhouse and set all his people finally free. On the basketball court, they feared Michael Jordan because he had fierce excellence within him. Same for Jackie Robinson, Jack Johnson, and Jim Brown. But look, son, what you have to know is they fear you in the schoolhouse that way too. They fear you excelling at reading and writing and science and history, and most of all, they fear you excelling at knowing yourself, growing yourself, gaining confidence in your abilities, because you all were given so much more than the capacity to play a mean saxophone, tap dance like a whirlwind, throw a fierce freestyle rhyme. You were given things so much deeper such as a natural inclination to bow down before your elders and submit to the vastness of the life they have lived. You are supposed to show the world what it means to be there for your son when the world tells him he's a monster. You give him the tonic to make him see his true self, everlasting majesty. You are supposed to show the world what it means to be there for your daughter. Matter of fact, son, I want you to do this one day when you have a daughter. Every month on the day of her birth, buy her a rose. You pick the color. And don't be buying one of those tired-out supermarket roses either. Go to a flower shop and buy her a $10 rose. You give her that rose every month. On the day of her birth, 12 days a year for every year while she's growing up, and you tell her that beauty belongs beside beauty, and that's what the rose is for. 
That way she will never, ever be overly impressed by any whack, mac, slick, rick, smooth, groove, fly daddy trying to soften her up with flowers. She will know that she deserves to have beauty by her side and that it was a black man who taught her that. Cause a ten dollar rose given in the right way is worth a million and a rose given by another game doesn't truly smell quite the same. And I want you to do this. When your mama cries, you comfort her and tell her it will be all right. She'll believe in you because she'll believe you have the strength to take care of her when she needs it. Make her feel like she doesn't have to hold up the sky all the time. That she can put it down now and then, cause you'll be there being a man. Know something about responsibility. The community isn't here to serve you. You've been given life so that you can serve the community. Take the younger brothers by the hand. Look them straight in the eye. See them. See them. Teach them about how you can't be all you need to be unless they are all of what they need to be. This is called interdependence. And though our American declaration is of independence, we African Americans are not a people of absolute individualism. We come from communal ground. Tell them you need them to succeed. Tell them that when they hurt, you hurt. Use compassion to color them in so they don't walk around invisible to everyone. Find the courage to call them out when they step in the wrong way. It might be hard, but I know you have the universe inside you. And do this. Every time you get into a relationship with a woman, be a better man than you were in the last relationship with a woman. I won't accept you treading water. Not when you might become the role model for the next brother who steps to my precious daughter. Make progress. Learn to listen. Tame your ego. Treat her like something special when you're around people who are special to you. Understand that half her pain is about the way this world injures you. Let her feel that pain with you. And do this with your son, because I'm afraid I haven't done the same with you. Every time a man or boy teaches him that a woman is a lesser thing, you hold up life for a minute and teach him the right lesson. You teach him that a woman is life, that a woman is the passageway for life, that a woman may one day be the light of his life. Cry with your son, laugh with your son, never ever fear your son. No matter what ugliness he passes through, stay there with him, don't back off. He needs you to be the one to make him hurt a little so he won't wind up hurting a lot. Teach him that a man demands respect by demanding of himself that he give respect to all who cross his path. That if a man challenges him to be a man and fight, that he can only be a man if he does not depend on violence to gain his sense of manliness. 
Teach him that the illegal substances that carry him away from his pain do not truthfully carry him away from his pain, but further into it. Teach him to shout his anger to the sky, to express ugly feelings in beautiful ways. Teach him that this is what Gordon Parks did with his camera and Robert Johnson did with his strings. Teach him greatness through humility, strength through tenderness, voice through silence, and that being hard is about surrendering to the softness of vulnerability. Teach him to excuse himself from any table, to nod downward to people in respect, and not upward in dominance. For we were made to live among the beauty of creation, and not above it. Teach him that the black and white that people teach us are always gray when you get down to the truth of things. Teach him to say please when he orders his food, instead of talking about give me this and give me that. Teach him to keep his eyes off other women when he's with his woman, and even when he's not with his woman. Teach him that the words that escape from his lips drip with potency that can either create or destroy, so he should be careful and considerate when he chooses those words. Teach him to stay on top of the health of his body so he won't end up underneath the ground cause he was too busy getting blazed or money crazed or having his sacred song rephrased into a blues track for shooting smack, running game, sniffing fame, living lame, eating the same garbage from the same self-polluting train. Teach him that the racism directed at him is a compliment to his potential because nobody ever took the time to hold down something they thought could never rise up. Teach him that the madness he sees around him in his community is not there for him to emulate but to eradicate. Encourage him to tell his story in as many ways as possible, in his clothing, in his walk, in his speech, in the people he keeps in his life, through his laughter, through his relationships. Teach him to write poetry and read books written by black geniuses long before he ever came along, acting like he knew everything. Teach him that before he calls himself being a man, he better know enough to recognize that so far he has only been a boy. Teach him that when you were a child, you spoke as a child, and understood as a child, and thought as a child, but that when you became a man, you put away childish things. Teach him that his people need him to become a teacher in life. And that to do that, he needs to become a student of life. Teach him that the reason it feels so good to have sex with a woman is because you are rubbing up against the possibility of divine reproduction. And that if you are not ready for the baby, then you are probably not ready to sex the lady. Teach him to speak words of love and lessons to his children in the midst of days as they pass, not when the days have run low and the crossing over has begun. People always talking about how they love summer soon as they see the falling snow. 
Teach him to appreciate the blue in sky, the green in the grass, and the black in his past. Ask him why he thinks he deserves to be your son. Make him think about the ways in which he is special to you. Help him to understand that relationships are not to be taken for granted, that they die from neglect just like the yard he never cuts or pulls the weeds from or waters, no matter how many times you tell him. Tell him that if he clutters his relationships with mess like he does his bedroom, that a relationship won't wait around forever for him to pick up his dirty jaws. And son, remember this as you continue to become a man. Black men must be special, because why else would we be given the tear-inducing glory of a black woman to behold? Why else would we be given the neck-breaking beauty and that full ripeness of womanhood that nurses us, comforts us, stands up for us, and demands of us to become all of what we are, because they see the universe in us before we do? I promise it's true. Son, the simple truth is, even in a society that done come mad and calls itself colorblind, you are undeniably an African-American male. If you disrespect that fact, you disrespect the artist that painted the portrait that is you in the first place. It was creation itself that paused, took a breath, looked to the canvas, and went to the broad strokes that made you bald-headed, dreadlocked, froed, cornrowed, faded, slicked, waved, red-boned, high-yellow, white-as-night, coal-black, skillet-blonde, broad-nosed, thick-lipped, honey-dipped, brown-eyed, Thick in the backside, wide from the muscle, made of tussle, with every cotton thorn, scornful glance, god-awful circumstance, indignation, oil slick, tar and feathers spit down from discrimination and pathological dehumanization. Yeah, creator painted you, chest thumping, foot stomping, voice like Barry, extraordinary visionary. That's why you're always making up rhymes, picking up sticks, making castles out of toothpicks, chicken loving, hot sauce smacking, finger licking, high stepping, sensitive brother masquerading as invincible, but you just a little greens grubbing, loving in the bathtubbing, storytelling, always trying to get over, coming crawling back like Rover, never learning but still trying to get it right. Big, black, beautiful, kite in flight. Need the wind just right so you can take off to your dreams. Get up on a cloud somewhere and catch a break. Look down on creation and realize that what the man got don't look so hot from up here. That maybe you don't need to try so hard to fit in with the mainstream and accommodate the mainstream and act like the mainstream and think like the mainstream. That maybe you already had your own stream all along. You just thought the water was too deep or too shallow or too black. 
Yeah, you got painted bold and solid by Creator, getting wild with the brush, thick thighs, stretching out slacks made for bony boys. Matter of fact, spending life trying to fit into other people's clothes, other people's schools, other people's expectations. You are the circle stuffed over and over into the square. But we're all about the circle, and we flow into and into each other and everything around us. We are the sweet sunrise in the breast of bitter morning. We are the flicker beyond the horizon, the wink of coming light while still in the clutch of bitter night. Son, ask yourself this every day. What makes you the most feared human being on the planet? You have to be something powerful to engender that much fear. You'll find your own answers to that question, but I'm trying to leave you with mine. I say the pain of a woman's childbirth is beyond men because only woman was meant to be a mother. I say the pain of black boys and black men is beyond other men because only we were meant to show this earth what it means to rise from 2,000 seasons of degradation and shake it off like an afternoon slumber. You, my son, are a black man. And you need to know you're made from sturdy lumber. Final light. Something in that moment allowed the words from the father to sink into the sun. Tears came forth like maple running in syrup down bark, not used to bleeding like that. The spirit of Bundini Brown in the corner, round after round, exhorting young Muhammad Ali to rumble, young man, rumble slowly built up its presence within the room. Rumble, young man, rumble. Not a call to violence, but a demand that he let his black brilliance shine through the haze of invisibility and disbelief. That he allow his creator-given gifts to dance and float and swing and sting up in that spotlight ring and present themselves to a wounded world so all could see that a man who releases his blossom is a beautiful thing. Bundini's voice started as a whisper so faint the son wasn't sure he had heard it. It gained volume. Rumble, young man. Rumble. He heard Ali's proclamation after beating Liston. I shook up the world. He heard waves crashing within him. He could smell the blatant scent of salt within the sea. Birds flew over the water in his mind, but they were not seagulls. They were blackbirds, Sankofa in flight. Then the drums, louder, louder, Bundini, rumble, young man, rumble, Ali, I shook up the world, drum beats, rumble, young man, I must be the greatest, drum beats, rumble.
Tears branched out across high cheekbone. They were their own stream. They fell from warm face to cold sheets. Weak hand grasped young hand. Strong voice took over. Dad, there's something I've never told you. What's that, son? I've always loved you, and I've always loved myself. You want to know why? Why, son? Because I'll never forget what you used to tell me when I was little, and I would come home mad because people were calling me names at school, telling me to go back to Africa. What was that, son? You said, Son, tell them, I am Africa, and Africa ain't going nowhere in me. And you told me, don't let that mess ever get you down, because you were born of a black woman, of black ancestral grandmothers, whose fruit, like every woman's, is born divine phenomenon. Lifetime of worry released itself as subtle smile on father's face. Weak hand, father's. Clenched young hand, son's. Dust finally put down its dance. Light pulled back to the windowsill. Spirit folk shook themselves in wonder, then got on down the road. Final whisper from father to son was both proud approval and loving command.